Hey, what's up guys? This is Trenton Pixamatis back with Resurgence. Uh, it has been a while since I've done this as the time before that and the time before that and the time before that. As you all know, I'm very inconsistent with this, but this time I have a mini-series called Quarantine Talk, and I am super pumped for this. I'm super stoked about the guests that I have, aka my friends, and they're all... They're all going to be here throughout the week, and they're all going to talk about different aspects of the quarantine, the pandemic, how it affected them, how it affected certain, I guess you could say, worldviews of the pandemic, uh, just certain like spiritual beliefs and economics and uh, social and libertarian views. Like It is going to be awesome, and I'm super excited, and I've got my first guest with me here today. But before I introduce him, I'm just going to jump into the the timeline a little bit of the pandemic uh, this has been going on actually it's crazy since january and it feels like it's been going on for a couple of years it's actually been going on for about four months now it's almost half of 2020 that we have had this pandemic which is absolutely nuts to think about that for half of the year and who knows how long this is going to go we'll be dealing with this pandemic and it and it feels like 2020 is going to be a year we're all going to remember and it's going to feel like a year that we wish that we could all gotten back um but before yeah before we jump into my first guest and we start just diving deep into the spiritual aspects of this pandemic i'm just going to go over a quick timeline just to catch everyone up to speed and to refresh my mind of what's been going on in the u.s so i'm going to fly through this real quick uh january 21st uh was the first case confirmed in Washington state. Uh, and then that just kicked everything off to January 24th. Americans were told the risk of the infection is low, but the U.S. government is taking the virus seriously. January 28th, Health and Human Services said that this has been monitored since December, so they've been know they've known about this, and China's known about this, and we'll get a little bit into China a little bit later down the timeline. January 30th, uh, the WHO declares global health emergency, and on the same day, the first case of person-to-person -person transmission is reported. January 31st, President Trump declares the virus a public health emergency. It was also announced that travel to China was banned, which was effective on February 2nd. On February 2nd, first death outside China occurs in Philippines. February 6th, the first death in the U.S. happened, but uh, he was not an American. February 7th, the whistleblower in China, the doctor in China who attempted to make the virus known, uh, was arrested. He was arrested by the Chinese police. Uh, to, they arrested him to stop him from spreading news about this. They, they said that he was spreading propaganda, uh, but it turns out that he was very correct in what he was um, trying to get out to the, to, to the public, to the news, and to the world. Uh, he died on February 7th from the virus. And then February 11th, the virus was officially named COVID-19 by the WHO, which I didn't even know about. I thought we always knew this was called COVID-19. Guess I missed that day. Uh, February 12th, uh, the first American dies. February 21st, the virus is declared a potential pandemic. On the 23rd, Italy locked down. On the 29th, the FDA in here in America begins to open up testing. Um, and then March 6th, they said anyone who wants the test can get it. The 11th of March, travel ban on Europe, and then on March 12th, the open testing, as we all know, failed because not everybody could get tested because of our healthcare system. We do not live in a socialist economy, so we cannot just give the, the testing to everybody, and that was a huge controversial thing back in the beginning of March. March 13th, Trump declared a national emergency, and this move freed up $50 billion to allow quicker testing. Um, that was a huge disaster relief fund. 
March 16th was declared the 15 days to slow the spread. Um, that was about two months ago, almost. So that 15 days lasted way longer than that. Um, but that's when social distancing became in effect. The whole quarantining became in effect. I actually went into quarantine three days after that was declared. Um, and then Trump said a possible recession could go into effect. March 17th, um, Trump invokes the Defense Production Act, which allows him to direct industry production of critical equipment. Um, another time that this has been used in American history, the, probably one of the most popular times it's been used was World War II, when industry started making weapons and um, tools and resources for our military. And now we have alcohol distilleries making hand sanitizer, uh, and that's probably the biggest one that we've been seeing in the recent months. Uh, March 18th, the CDC declares that all ages are at risk. On the 26th of March, the U.S. surpasses all other nations with the most cases. Um, that is not per capita, though. Just wanted to clarify that. Um, March 27th, Trump signs the stimulus package, which allows many Americans to receive $1,200. Um, unless you are a married couple, $2,400. And then there were, unfortunately, some exceptions to, to people who could not receive them. March 29th, Trump announces the social distancing guidelines will be extended through April 30th. On April 3rd, the CDC recommends use of face masks. Uh, side note, it's been later discovered that face masks help spread the virus more than they help deter the virus. So that's awesome. Way to go, people that we trust in our government <laughs> to give us accurate facts. April 10th uh, is the deadliest day for the US with over 2,000 deaths. Ironically, April 10th was also Good Friday. April 11th, U.S. has the most deaths in the world. April 14th, all 50 states have at least one death. And the 15th, protests erupt over the, over the stay-at-home orders. So that week of April 10th through the 15th was a pretty heavy week for America. April 16th, White House issues guidance to reopen, and about 14% of U.S. workforce files for unemployment. At this point in time, uh, on May 18th, I believe... Oh, I can't remember the exact amount. I want to say it's 30 to 30, somewhere between 30 and 34% of America that now has filed for unemployment. So that's a huge jump over the, the month, month and two days, from 14% in April to 34% here in May. April 20th, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Georgia announced measures to reopen. And then on April 21st, the FDA approves home testing kits. April 23rd, $320 bill billion uh, dollars for small businesses was put into effect. This is designed to keep them from shutting down um, many corporations. Uh, Harvard is the most popular one, also took some of that money, and Trump actually ordered them to give it back. Um, so there's been some controversies around that whole, all the money and, and just the, the guidelines that they have are very vague, and they really can't regulate who takes the money. Um, it's really all up to the American people to keep their integrity. Um, April 26th, the list of symptoms becomes larger. Um, added to that list is chills, body aches, uh, etc., etc., when it used to be just um, like a, a fever and a cough um, and then trouble breathing. Uh, and then I also wanted to note, uh, throughout that whole timeline, Trump seized funding to the WHO because he thought that they were in some sort of relationship with China and where they were giving dishonest information to us and they were trying to cover it up along with China. Uh, and so that really pissed our president off um, over their dishonesty and their personal agenda. Um, and then throughout the course of just the last couple of weeks, uh, Hairstylists, uh, including the one down in, in Texas, have been arrested and have been, um, there's just been all these cases around the U.S. of people opening up their, 
their businesses despite the the stay-at-home order um, which I say good for them they should open up their businesses I don't think there's anything unconstitutional um, for them to not open up their businesses especially when survival is at hand when they have you've got families who've got kids and you need to feed them and you've got bills to pay uh, you want to you want a roof over your head um, yeah kudos to them I for standing up against against the government pastors have been arrested for holding church services which I say that there's a gray line there we can get into that later if we want to uh, and then restaurant owners are also getting arrested uh, here in Minnesota we actually just opened up today our retail businesses um, but there are a couple restaurants around St. Cloud that are opening up as well and so it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen to them uh, and then a couple weeks ago the protesters uh, stormed the capital of Michigan armed uh, because of the the governor's fascism regime taking over <laughs> Michigan uh, whether or not the the whole protesting armed is maybe a little extreme or not, um, they were practicing the rights, and that's just something to note. So that is a lot of information packed into this couple three pages that I have here, and I I mentioned all this because I want people to be reminded of every all the hysteria that's been going around this. I mean, things that I didn't include in here was the the shortage of toilet paper, the shortage of hand sanitizer. Now we're having a shortage of meat. Wendy's is completely out of burgers. Um, that's freaking nuts. If I'm pretty sure that if McDonald's runs out of burgers, like that's when the world ends because McDonald's is in like every country um, that is in in like in an alliance. And so if they run out of burgers, I'm pretty sure they're the ones that's really holding world peace right now. Um, so that's that's a little scary. Uh, so yeah, it's just a lot of information and a lot of hysteria, and I mentioned this to kind of overwhelm you a little bit because I'm going to underwhelm you here in the next few minutes <laughs> with a good friend of mine where we're going to be talking about just the spiritual aspects and implications of everything that's going on and how should a Christian respond. That is the biggest question that we were asked, asking and answering today is how should a Christian respond to all of this. So. Here with me, my first guest in this series, is Jackson Hultgren. How's it going, Jackson? Oh, it's going pretty good, Trent. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm super excited that you're on. This is your first, hopefully not your last, episode with us. Um, just to give everyone a, a brief background of my relationship with Jackson, we've been friends since, I don't know, fifth or sixth grade, or at least we've known each other since fifth or sixth grade. We've not been friends since then. We hated each other in seventh and eighth grade. Uh, it was it was nuts <laughs> how much we did not like each other um and then now fast forward about i don't know how many years i'm not gonna do the math seven or eight years and i hardly even remember getting into those fights with him so first question how are you holding up um i'm holding up pretty good um a lot better than i would have thought you know if, if you were to ask me um like a year ago you know um if I was to go into quarantine for, you know, three months, <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, first off, what's quarantine, you know, and three months seems like a long time for not like seeing a lot of people or um, having a work shortage or even for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a student at St. Cloud State um, and all my classes were uh, online for the past, oh, yeah, two months, you know, we ended a little bit early, but um, yeah, they were online for the past two months and um yeah, but I, I'm doing surprisingly well. Um, I, I can, I'm sure it's not all roses and, you know, joyous things all the time. Um, but for, for having 
I mean, like you, Trenton, I mean, your, your parents moved away this past year too, you know, so we're in mm-hmm. the same, same boat. My parents moved away this past year, so I'm up here all by myself, and um, I really couldn't feel more taken care of up here, you know, which is kind of, in all of this, I, I feel like that's one of the major takeaways for me is just that I feel like super, super taken care of, you know, and um, I get what I need, you know, and may not have all that I want, you know, but I yeah. have what I need, and um, yeah, it's good. Sweet, yeah, so definitely looks like you got a positive uh, look on everything. Um, at the beginning, what did you, did you have like a, a negative yeah. uh, look, at, uh, like a negative attitude towards this? Because now we can, in hindsight, see like, oh, you know, m- maybe it wasn't as bad as I initially thought it was, but like, looking back, did you have a, have you always had a positive attitude or was it negative to start? Oh, it was definitely negative to start. <laughs> I was, uh, when, when we first went into this, I was definitely, um, I don't know, I, I think it was more so a little bit upset that it was like, you know, getting in my way of like my routine, I think. I'm, I'm like, what the heck, you know? Um, I want to still be able to meet with you students. I want to still be able to go see my friends on the weekends and stuff like that and hang mm-hmm. out, you know, in groups larger than, you know, 10 or whatever the regulations yeah. are, you know. I, I, I wanted to um, be able to do stuff like that. And um, when I wasn't able to, I guess I was, you know, a little bit upset. Um, and I also thought at the beginning, like, oh, this is just being blown out of proportion. This is ridiculous. You know, this is never going to be anything that bad or if it is you know i have that uh i have that american attitude that it's not going to affect us you know that type thing um but you know as i saw it you know as i saw it like progress and watched a little bit of watched a little bit of the news i don't watch too much but i watch a little bit you know and it's hard to yeah (laughs) yeah enough basically yeah um it's hard to you know it's hard to argue with facts you know and um I granted I don't know yet fully where I stand um I don't want to be pointing fingers because I think that you could be pointing fingers in every direction including at yourself as the American people sure um I I I do think that you know it's definitely worse than what the people want to the minimalists want to say and I definitely Mm -hmm. think it's less than what the maximists want to say if you if you want to put it that way yeah but yeah there definitely has been uh this black or black and white reaction to what's been going on it's very I'm seeing a lot of it now where people are still being now are being cautious, um, but not like over cautious where to the point where like you can't live your life. Um, but at the beginning, I definitely agree that there was just people that like with the whole ransacking grocery stores for, you know, and I mean, I'll admit I, I went to the grocery store uh, my first day quarantined and I, I stocked up on groceries because I got a little inside note that we might be going into um, a national lockdown. Um, obviously that didn't happen. Um, but like better be safe than sorry. Yeah. We definitely didn't, you know, buy, I mean, we don't have mountains of toilet paper <laughs> in our, in our bathroom or whatnot. But I mean, I think it is best to be safer than sorry. Uh, in, I was actually listening to Ben Shapiro at the time. And, and he said that it is, it is better to over-exaggerate than under-exaggerate. Yeah. And I can agree with that to a certain point like in times like this when you don't know what's going on there's a lot of questions going on it is okay to have like these anxieties and these fears and to act appropriately on them you know but you know spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on groceries and you know yelling at people in the streets for not wearing face masks it's like okay buddy get a grip (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I, i definitely definitely feel you there so 
you mentioned that, you know, like youth group, you, you kind of lost that. I mean, you guys still do zoom and everything, Instagram live I've been seeing. Yep. Yep. I mean, we still meet on zoom. Um, my small group's been pretty faithful. Actually, we've had more numbers than normal just because, nice. um, with all of this, obviously, uh, I had a few guys that would be working or something like that. Sure. And obviously they can't work as much anymore. So, um, they're able to come. So that's been cool. Um, all the guys have been really into it and um, we're still able to meet with other groups too and have a good time you know mm-hmm. i've been really impressed with the guys so far you know it's it's um if i would have been in their shoes you know if this would have happened back when you and i were in youth group you know i'm sure that there would have been plenty of us that would have dropped you know yeah. and um i've been encouraged to see that these guys are sticking with it and they actually enjoy it you know nice so. no that that is good there's a, definitely a lot of uh i'm seeing a lot of good spiritual things coming out of this um so we'll 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 get into that um with work do you still work i do still work i don't work as much but um i work enough to you know pay rent and Mm -hmm. get groceries um so again like (laughs) um i know there's a lot of people out there that um, haven't been able to work or um, are having trouble getting the stimulus check or whatever it may be you know um so i i feel really blessed even if I'm able to work, you know, 10 hours a week, like it's not much, but um, Mm -hmm. at least it's enough to, you know, make, you know, whatever $400 a month to, you know, pay Mm -hmm. rent and get groceries, you know, um, that's all I need, right? Just yeah, enough to get by. Definitely. Um, So with the, with like with the small group and and everything and like you've seen, you've seen more numbers. Um, So how has, I guess, how have you seen, like, your spirituality and other people's spirit? Like, have you, you've, you've seen them grow, right, in, in these students and everything. So I guess would you, would you say that coronavirus is, like, a blessing in, in, in a way? Or, is like, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's a little bit hard. I, I do think that I'll, I'll speak for myself personally. Um, I, I think that it has been a blessing in my overall outlook. Um, The day by day is definitely difficult for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I've spent many a day so far, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, with, with my own personal sins, um, you know, just uh, being stuck inside so much, Mm -hmm. it's difficult. Right. Um, Or my mentality, right. Um, You know, it's difficult to keep a positive mentality when you're not able to see, um, more than just the five faces you have at home, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, that's difficult, you know? And, um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's, I think that in my overall outlook and my, um, I think that my, my definite relation, if I, if you want to call it that, or like my perspective, I think it's a better way to say it. Sure. My perspective of who God is, how he's provided, um, and you know, how he's taking care of me and, how faithful he is has mm-hmm. definitely grown like for sure. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that it wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean that it's like I said, it hasn't been, you know, all rainbows and Pegasuses or whatever you want to say, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not good all the time. You know, I've definitely, if I was to come out here and say, I've been the best Christian that's ever lived, you know, I would be an utter liar, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I've, <laughs> I've definitely messed up over this past month a lot or past two months, even like a lot. Right. Like, yeah. um, and I'm, yeah, it's been, it's been difficult, but, um, I do feel like my, my amount of time that I, um, have been 
refocusing sort of in a way, you know, like, especially now that I'm out of school, you know, there's not a whole lot to do at home, but I definitely am intentional with spending, you know, a time of that with, with God for sure, (laughs) you know, a lot more so than, you know, um, than not, you know, and even other things too, like, you know, working out or stuff like that, you know, like a reorientation sort of, it's been kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, though, that's that's really interesting. And um, like I've been in the same boat um, just with the whole like ups and downs of our like our, our spiritual walk with God. And like, the reason why I asked you, like, would you consider COVID-19 a blessing is because without COVID-19, without me going into quarantine, like I don't think I'd be this close to God as I was if this never happened. Like I kind of needed covid to happen in order to me in order for me to like completely reconsider and evaluate my spiritual walk with him because it was just like like you said like at the beginning just all these negative feelings and then on top of that like i'm I'm experiencing all of these negative feelings all of these just this negative attitude towards the coronavirus and you know being uh just having like these pre-existing conditions that could be affected by COVID if I were to catch it. And then on top of that, now God is starting to reveal all of these sins that he's just like rooting out of me. It's literally like he's just gardening my soul <laughs> in the last couple of months. And so I think that's a, I think it's a really important question to, for all, all Christians to, I think, ask themselves and to answer like, you know, do you consider this a blessing or like, have you, have you used this time to get closer to God? Because I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right for us to walk away from this and just be the same as we were. You know, we, we've seen all those cliche stuff like, like we will never be the same after this, <laughs> or like the environment should never be the same. Like we should reconsider how we act with each other socially and everything. It's like, okay, yes, um, and then I I can agree with that because spiritually, there's there should be no. This is my personal opinion. I, I can't use the the Bible to back this up at all. But this is my personal <laughs> opinion. I don't think that there should be a single Christian that walks out of this and doesn't have a different uh, view of what their Christianity looks like or should look like. Um, and I'll let, I'll let you answer this in a little bit. Um, the reason why I say that is because, okay, this is the first time that we've had a pandemic um, in, in our lifetime. For, for believers, I don't know, let's say 50 and under or 60 and under. Yep. I, I really don't know when the last, I mean, we've had like SARS and all that kind of stuff, but nothing like this. I mean, it has been, I think I, I think I saw on a timeline that like it has been 50 years since uh, like a national like order has been put into place like this. Um, so for us to like experience that, and then for us to get sort of a taste of what it would look like if Christianity was banned from America <laughs> with pastors being arrested and, you know, us not being able to go to church and everything. Obviously, it's due to a pandemic, but it's just like a small taste of what people in other countries face every single day being yep. a Christian. Um, that's why I say there should be no Christian walking away with this and be like, I feel the same. Like, no, you should absolutely not feel the same. Yeah, no, your, sure. your, your mentality, your perspective, like you should not take your Christianity for granted, like whatsoever. You live in the, in the greatest nation probably ever created, but that can be taken away from you immediately. Like when God wants that done, like he'll get rid of it. Yep. <laughs> and we're seeing glimpses of that. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Just the, all like um the 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 spiritual and emotional effects circling the pandemic and 
like Christians' reactions? What have what have you seen? Like you you said you saw good in in like your small group and in your own life. Yep. How how about like across the news? Just Christians across <laughs> the news, or even just our church? Like I don't know what you've seen elsewhere, like with with comments on on Instagram or whatever from our church members, or like how how have you seen this affect Christians? And how so? This is like a three part question. How you have you how have you seen it affect Christians? How should it? affect Christians so like how like what should have been the response was and if they responded the way that they should have bring that up and then how should they walk out of this yeah um, that, those are good questions I, I think that the um, the main I, I want to say it, and it's not just a Christian response either I think it's honestly a human response you know mm-hmm. in general um, is the main um, reaction that I've seen is people blaming each other, you know, um, yeah. I mean, it, well, it didn't take long for um, the U.S. to start pointing fingers at China and for China to part, start pointing fingers at the World Health Organization and mm-hmm. World Health Organization just kind of be like, guys, we're trying to help you, <laughs> you know, like, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting how, um, and I, I think that that really stems from um, this necessity that we all feel to be treated rightly i think um and like basically if i'm not being treated that way uh there's something wrong and something needs to be fixed Mm -hmm. um and i think that can apply to a lot of things but i think that this is um one way that we see it on a global scale you know and especially in america we see it politically you know socially um even economically at times you know right Mm -hmm. we've seen it all um the other reaction that i've seen um is people like after they initially blame someone basically they want to know the answers yeah right? they want to know why mm-hmm. what what's happening what's the point of this you know like why did my grandma die you yeah know? um i had a classmate who um he he's from georgia and um i was working on a group project with him and um in the middle of the group project he said hey sorry guys i haven't been able to been in the be like in this as much as i wanted to um, but my sister just died from Corona. And I'm like, wow, you know, like that, that comes a lot closer to home than, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, and, um, yeah, it, people, and he's even a Christian guy. Right. So like, um, and he's even, I bet he, I bet you he's wondering why, why God, why did this happen? Yeah. You know, what, what, what happened? Um, and I don't know, I, 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 you shared actually, um, a sermon with me. Um, by Timothy Keller called uh, Satanic Expo- Exposition. And before mm-hmm. you guys flip out, it sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That's why I looked at the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds scary, but it's um, it was actually really good. Um, and I needed it a lot, actually, because I was going through something myself at the time. Um, and I was wondering why. You know, why um, why is this happening? Why, it, mm-hmm. you know, everything seems to be going well. Why did this happen? You know, um, and I don't know it, it, it really just dives in and shows you what Satan tries to do. You know? mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys um, listening at home have Bibles on you. But if you guys turn to uh, Matthew 4, um, the, the temptations of Jesus are there. And basically this whole entire uh, satanic exposition story is talking about, and Trent, you can correct me if, I'm, uh, if I missay anything or anything like that. Sure. But... Um, Basically, it's it's 
arguing that point, right? You know, you look at each one of the temptations that Jesus faced, and at the center of that temptation is, I shouldn't be being treated like this. Mm-hmm. And you should be treated like this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, you, you look at when, he's, uh, when he has bread, right? You know, like, you've been out here so long, you must be hungry, your God's not taking care of you. Here, let me give you some bread, because you deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you take him up, up to the temple, right? You know, like, hey, if you throw yourself down, you're the son of God, right? Your, your, your father is going to protect you, you know? Like, there, there's, <laughs> you will be treated rightly, right? You know, like, that, that's a thing, right? That, that will happen, you yeah. know? Um, you look out at, the, out, out at the land, right? Um, and he's like, I'll give you all of this. And he's like, uh, basically saying, like, you don't have it right now, even though you will receive it, right? Mm-hmm. But Satan himself knows what Jesus is going to have to do to receive it. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jesus in that moment is probably thinking to himself, like, <laughs> it would be a lot easier if I just do this, you know, and I don't have to die, you know. Um, but yet, what does he do? You know, he, he obeys his father. Yeah. You know? And he, he says, no, like, I don't need. Yes, I shouldn't be being treated like this. Mm-hmm. That you're right. Um, yes, Corona shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. You are completely right. And I'm not going to say that it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in that, right, in that moment, you know, you have the you have the choice sort of um, to decide, like, am I going to, like, let my personal feelings of, like, entitlement and, um, you know, I'm I'm my own God. You know, mm-hmm. I am uh, I should be getting taken care of. Or are you going to try to, like, take a backseat almost and think to yourself like yes what i'm going through sucks right now mm-hmm. um but in that is there something that god's trying to show me <laughs> you know yeah. and um at least for myself when i when i ask myself that question you know like i expose so many sins in my life you mm-hmm. know um one of them is like insisting i'm on, on my own way a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i am a, I'm a very guy i'm a guy that likes to have things done and um Typically, I think my way is the best way, <laughs> you know? Oh, why shouldn't Well, exactly, right? <laughs> you know? Um, and, yeah, it was really painful, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, was this process fun? No. Yeah. <laughs> was it necessary? Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, and, I don't know, I, I, I just think that, like, that's kind of what I see as, you know, the main, like, responses, right, of, right, mm-hmm. sort of, like... That's like the initial part, you know, like suffering's happening. Why is it happening? Like, yeah. what the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a Christian, right, mm-hmm. you know, like I talked about how you kind of have to like take a step back almost and you have to realize like, hey, you know, maybe God's doing something in this. But, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a buddy come up to you and like say, hey, uh, I see that your, your your parents just died or something like that. Um, you know, God's going to make it for good. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help. <laughs> that no, doesn't help no, in the moment, doesn't. right? You know, yeah. like that that's that doesn't help. Um but I, I I have found that what does help um is looking back and reminding yourself of God's faithfulness, you know, and instead of being told by other people, have God tell them yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Have God tell you yourself. Yeah. Um and one of the one of the best ways that I, I see this, um I've been reading through the Old Testament recently. And um, in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, mm-hmm. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, um, God mentions to his people so many times, 
I, I wasn't going to go and find all of the references, <laughs> but I did do a quick Bible gateway search for those of you sure. that wanted to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there is over 44 of them. And that, I, I know that's not all of them, but there was over 44 of them in, old, in just the first five books of the Bible alone that mentions when God brought his people out of Egypt. Sure. And it says, you know, remember, I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And why do you think he tells him, like, I brought you out of Egypt. Why, yeah. why, why do you think he keeps on like, we get it, God, you brought us out of Egypt. Cool. <laughs> you know, like, but like, why do you think he, why do you think he tells you that? You know, like, I, I think it's to remind you of his faithfulness. Right. Mm-hmm. And for, for you to also like humans are stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I told you oh, that yeah. I'm stubborn already. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, you know, when, when I, when I'm, you know, brick-headed and I, I want things my own way and I'm reminded hey God brought you out of Egypt mm-hmm. you know well, not me but like no yeah I like, get what you're saying theoretically mm-hmm. you know like it, it just kind of changes it so like I guess you know I, I know this isn't a great question especially for those of you that have um, seriously been harmed by corona you know whether it's family members or you know job loss or I've had buddies who have lost their jobs and, um, you know, didn't get stimulus checks, um, mm-hmm. even though they lost their job, you know, and it's like, that's just not right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, um, but like maybe, you know, remembering that even through that, right. Even though you don't have, you know, the stimulus check, you lost your job, you're still provided for, and there's still a better outcome. Like now that we can kind of mm-hmm. see that. Even like, if you can't see it in, in this life, yeah, yeah, there's still a better outcome. Yeah, yeah. This is all very, very temporary, especially for believers. This is all very temporary. I mean, if you're a young believer and like it seems like the end of the world because you didn't receive your stimulus check, which it may sound hypocritical for me to say because I did receive a stimulus check um, because of some life decisions that I made in my young years that allowed me to do that. Um, like it, it, it does seem like it's the end because you're so young and you don't, and I'm so young, and we haven't experienced anything like this, and so this is the biggest thing in the world to us. Um, but as believers, we know that, as Jackson, you're saying, like God's got this. Like yeah. he 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 delivered them, and he's delivered them over and over and over again. And if he delivered a nation, like why can't he deliver an individual? Exactly. And like not only that, right? But like he he's not just saying like, hey, I delivered you, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Bible even goes farther, you know, um, Hebrews, if those of you that don't, I, I, I'm not going to assume that um, all of the listeners of this podcast are uh, devout Christians or anything. Um, but Hebrews, you know, goes so far to say as um, in Hebrews 4, uh, verses 14 through 16, he says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Uh, let us hold fast to our confession. Uh, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in, uh, in the help of time and need. Right? Um, and then in later, in 5, uh, 7 through 10, he says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus was offered up, uh, offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears uh, to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Um, although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, right? And being made per- perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, being de- uh, designated by God as a high priest of the order of Melchizedek. 
Old Testament reference there with Melchizedek. Yeah, no <laughs> um, but like that itself, right? Like Jesus, like you have to understand that like he he does bring you out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And not maybe, only that, he walks with you through it. Exactly. And he knows what you're going through in it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and not only that, but like you also have to understand that like what Jesus did for you, right? Like he was crying out to God for you, basically. And asking if there was any other way. And yet your sin, you know, mm-hmm. was so perverse that it nailed him to the cross and kept him there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's your sin. Right. And yet he doesn't come back and like when he's raised from the dead three days later, he doesn't come back and be like, well, because of your sin, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's like, no, he's like, come, I've paid it for you. Yeah. You know, um, and it's like that. That's the type of God that we serve, mm-hmm. right? That's the type of God that Christians serve. So if that's the type of God that we serve and he's not only willing to bring us out of Corona, I'll mm-hmm. say that, you know, <laughs> um, and he's not only willing to die for you and save you, even though you, <laughs> if you're anything like me, you are a sinner for sure. And you mm-hmm. don't deserve it. I have, I can tell you, I've prayed that prayer more times over this past two months than I have in my entire life. The fact that I don't deserve his grace. Yeah. Um, and it's so true. I, I don't deserve it. And I've realized that through this, like, kind of like you, you said a gardening, mm-hmm. right? This, like, cultivated, like, turning up new soil, basically. Yeah. Um, all this, like, crap that's, like, I didn't even know that I had, but it was so, like, underlaid in my head mm-hmm. um, that he's, like, been removing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's, like, he does that, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, I think that the people... You know, people in general, right? Um, and I think that Christians are starting to see that. You know, I I, I think there, I don't think that there's a I don't think it's a coincidence that whenever we have a big tragedy such as nine eleven or um, you know World War Two or Corona, um, mm-hmm. that church attendance is through the roof. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean that to like pad the stats, you know, that yeah. type of thing. But mm-hmm. like, people want to know why. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I think that that honestly is just such a huge the, the question that this shouldn't be happening is just so huge and so true but you don't fully understand it until you realize what you've done mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like um, you're right it shouldn't be happening if you weren't a sinner yeah <laughs> you know yeah and true. but the fact is you are a sinner and this is just, you know, momentary compared to what you deserve, you mm-hmm. know, from what the Bible tells you. And as a Christian, you know, you, you, you believe that, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, that, that, gets a, <laughs> that gets a little bit like, um, you know, dark there. Um, but there is, you know, a light, if you want to say, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, ask, you ask like, what's the future? You know, what, yeah. what's, the, what's the hope in all this? Um, but before I get there, you know, to end that little part, you know, I think that as Christians, what we're called to do in this especially is to have such a, like, a peace, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to have a peace with, like, a giant smile on your face going yeah. out through all this. you like, Corona's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, like, that's definitely not true, right? Um, but it is a peace to the point where people have to wonder what the heck is wrong with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, what does this guy have that I don't, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I think that in times like this, you know, that is so key. Um, when especially people are drawn to the church, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if we, if we, as you know, St. Cloud Calvary, you know, since we both go there yep. or just <laughs> as a church, you know, globally, right. Had that attitude of like, Hey, you know, I want to be the correct representation of what Jesus was when he was here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that like, it would be so attractive that, you know, to, to draw on your Calvinistic principles here, Trent. you couldn't <laughs> deny it, right? Um, True. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think that that's what ultimately a Christian should be doing in the moment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but to look forward, you know, we, we have um, in Romans 8, 8 uh, 818, uh, for I consider this, uh, th- that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is be, uh, to be revealed to us. For the creation waits uh, with eager longing and um, longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to uh, futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from the bondage of corruption and obtain the freedom and the glory of the glory uh, of the children of God. Right? So, like, <laughs> I mean that right there kind of gives you an answer, not mm-hmm. necessarily an answer that you want to hear, yeah. right? But it gives you an answer in a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like, why does this happen? Well, it's happening to point you back to God, to show yeah. you the necessity that he is. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you you are not strong enough, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I think of, you know, people flipped out when Tom Hanks got, you know, corona, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I get that Tom Hanks isn't a, a strong guy. Mm-hmm. But you think of him socially, and he's a strong guy, yeah. right? And yet Tom Hanks got corona, mm-hmm. you know? And if it wasn't for all of the money that he has, he might have died from corona, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, he's a human. Mm-hmm. You and I are humans, you know? We need God because mm-hmm. we are weak, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh, that's just, it's just the truth. And it's hard to hear, you know, especially as myself, I'm a prideful guy. I like to do things by myself. I'm mm-hmm. a pretty big, strong guy. Um, I typically don't ask for too much help, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I need it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and there's, there's nothing to, nothing that I can do to stop that from happening. Like I need help, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and awesome thing is right we already talked about what jesus does right he is that help Mm -hmm. and if there is any you know bright bright light at the end of the tunnel um you know you can always go to and turn to revelation right um and once you get through some of the confusing things and uh, (laughs) (laughs) just skip every symbols and things (laughs) yeah yeah. i want to read it for the first time if um yeah, read it with someone else. It'll be more fun. <laughs> but um, Revelation 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven um, and the first earth had passed away. Uh, the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven uh, from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Um, he will dwell with them, and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear uh, from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Uh, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. 
uh, for the former things have passed away, right? Like, you want to know why. Mm -hmm. You want to know why? Well, you may not get that answer here fully, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you, like, hey, you know, this is why this happened on May whatever 11th or something mm -hmm. like that, you know? Um, but that feeling, that gut feeling deep down inside, um, that this shouldn't be happening to me will be answered mm -hmm. and it won't be just answered. It will be fully fulfilled because Jesus fulfills it. Mm -hmm. And because you're brought near and you can call God your own, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you are God's people. He's going to dwell with you. No more tears, no more mourning, mm -hmm. no more crying, no more pain, no more death, right? Yeah. Um, that's that's a hope, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, and granted, like, I get like I get all the people that are like, ah, but that's like super far in the future. But it's really not. No. You know, if anything, again, one more principle that this has taught me is life is traumatically short. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I was I've been thinking this, you know, again. You have so much time to think with all this happening, but I'm I'm 20 years old, you know, and you're we're gonna be 21 here soon. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, we're we'll getting there. Um, but like, I've been just thinking about my own relationships with my family, um, especially just seeing as like they're gone, you know, they're mm -hmm. they're in different places and stuff like that. And it seems like yesterday that like I was you know really young, like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. you know yeah and um to see eight years go by just like that in a blink of an eye you know definitely it, it's kind of scary <laughs> you know but, yeah um for so for those people that are like oh but that's way off in the future it's not no, <laughs> you know it's, it's definitely not close. yeah it's really close and i think that's ultimately what can get you through things like this you mm -hmm. know um, again, it's not going to be giving you that, you know, Joker-esque smile, you yeah. know, through everything, <laughs> right? But it does give you the peace that you know that, like, hey, mm -hmm. this does suck. There's nothing that's going to make it not suck. Yeah. But I know that this is not how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And my heart yearns for what it's supposed to, like, mm -hmm. what it's truly supposed to be. And that, that we'll find after, right? Yeah. And I think that that's ultimately what you know a christian has to look forward to what the mm -hmm. future holds for a christian you know yeah but yeah i don't know that's yeah that was no that was good um to i guess a, a quick response to that would be uh i i agree and i think that even even though like we, we do have something to look forward to but that is also like here like it, it is now we're catching we're getting glimpses of it exactly. and you know one thing that I that I thought and I was incorrect about was like I can't be fearful like I can't fear this virus because I'm a Christian like I need to be strong I need to I need to put on that smiley face I need to sport that fake that fake attitude of like it's okay like we're all gonna get through this it's gonna be okay um, but sometimes you have and then I realize like sometimes you have to admit this sucks and you have to and like there's just one day where I just I came to God and I and I just admitted that I was afraid and everything went away. Like I that like that's when the, that's when it clicked to me and I think that's when it like where it clicks for other believers too is once you admit that you are fearful like that's like that brings you close to God. Yeah. In that moment you are experiencing something that 
many people do not get to experience and you're getting a glimpse of what heaven is and that's being in the presence of God. You know, it's not these golden streets or, you know, these fancy feasts, although that's all going to be awesome, amazing, whatever, you know, whatever heaven is physically going to look like yeah. is going to be great. But we, what we have to look forward to is in like an omnipresence with God, like mm-hmm. just we're always going to be around him. He's always going to be around us. And there's, it's just going to be peace. And when you, like, you can bring that into your life now. Like, we'll have that when we die or when he comes again. But we can also have glimpses of it now yeah. it, through through our fear and everything. And one thing that always, like, like that helped me was remember was how many times David, King David in the Bible, was afraid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how many times he just ran to God. And he even asked God, like, are you even listening to me right now? Like, yeah. are you even there? And I don't think that those are necessarily bad questions to ask when you are seeking God. Like you were no. saying, like, I want your presence. Like, I seek your your presence to to be around me. Like, there are enemies surrounding me. Like, this this is an invisible enemy. We don't, we don't know what, like, at the time, I don't even, I didn't even argue that. Even now, we don't necessarily know what COVID can do. <laughs> you know, like did our social co- like distancing and our quarantining like stop the spread, or could we have gone about our daily lives and like the deaths would have still been the same? Like all these stu- like they're really stupid questions in the grand scheme of things. Because if you put your trust in God, if you believe in God, and if you follow everything that you just mentioned um, through through the scriptures that you mentioned and just in answering the questions, like if you believe in God, ultimately, like you will find a peace and like he will give you that peace. And so, you know, to, for me to answer like what does the future hold is just like how how great, how great is our God or how, how weak is our God that he can't, you know, do something like this. And it's like he's not weak. Like yeah. he'll be able to bring us out of anything he'll walk with us through anything and he will give us like that peace that we that we need and so to any believing christians or even unbelieving christians uh unbelievers <laughs> um or if you're an unbelieving christian if you proclaim to be a christian and you don't know necessarily what you believe um i think that the answer in this is uh run to god you know i think we're all going to experience different things like the way that I am experiencing coronavirus is absolutely nothing compared to this classmates of yours that uh, lost a loved one due to COVID-19. Like, I I can't even imagine what that's like. I mean, I I can, you know, picture it in my mind of what would happen if I lost somebody, but like, I cannot actually feel those emotions. And so what he's going through is way different to what I'm going through. And my peace with God might be different than his peace with God. Like, I think there's different different forms peace can come in different ways um to us and so yeah i i don't know i i, I really hope this has been encouraging to um all all my listeners out there all 25 of you <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah I, I i hope that this is something that we all can reflect on um covid19 i mean this episode um everything that's been going on in the last few months just how how is this how has this affected us and and what is what do we feel like God is telling us through this um, because He is telling us something I don't think He's just silently watching um, from a distance and just you know with a with a pen and, and a notepad and just taking notes you know like uh, um, I think of I think of the that I can't remember the song by NF but he he says in there how like there's some woman sitting in the corner taking notes while he's playing and. Although that's a completely different context of, you know, of that situation. In that scenario, this woman is just literally watching his mother interact with him. And 
and just jogging notes of, of like her mental health and and you know what, what what should be done about this family that's what nf is rapping about and in this scenario god does not do that at all he does not sit in the corner and just watch her mental health deteriorate <laughs> and do nothing about it and then you know come up with analysis and then you know do uh prescribe medication like he's i think he's telling us something um I don't think that it's some weird conspiracy theory that God's telling us. I don't think these are the end times. <laughs> um, please do not twist my words. Uh, people out there who want to twist my clip words. It. Clip it. <laughs> yeah, don't clip it. I do not think that we are necessarily living in the end times as in like it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, but I, I do think that God is trying to bring his children closer to him um, because I have seen in the past a trend of uh, lukewarm believers and i have been a part of that trend i'd even argue i've led that trend (laughs) because i haven't followed anybody i've been following my own passions and and now i'm starting to see where those passions have led me and where they should be leading me and i'm sure the same is for you jackson for sure um because i too have it's funny that you said that over the last few months how many times you've thought you don't deserve god's grace and i've been thinking those exact same things and been think like been praying those same things and just just going through Isaiah and how many times he, like, he doesn't want to, you know, cast his judgment on nations and how many times he, like, there's a, a, um, a passage in Isaiah 28. I don't have my Bible on me right now, but uh, it says something along the lines of how he patiently waits to display, like, displays grace to us, to be gracious to us, and I think God is patiently waiting for us to, to come to Him. You know, for for believers who on day one you're like, God's got this. Hey, good for you, man. Like absolutely you you're you're on the right path for those that it took like me it took a couple weeks <laughs> to come to that realization and even then i wasn't fully convinced or fully um trusting in god i'd say now i, I certainly am i mean COVID 19 does not bother me one bit um that's not to say i'm not taking the necessary precautions needed but if i get it i get it and my my time with the lord will be much quicker and a lot longer than the rest of you who live longer than me <laughs> that's a joke but <laughs> and if i survive through this i pray that my relationship with god will be stronger than it ever has been before and i i don't doubt that it won't be um so that was the first episode of quarantine talk with jackson holgren and coronavirus versus Christian. I hope, once again, this has been encouraging that you got something out of this. Um, To not exit on such a serious note, um, I will officially end it with something else. Uh, Yesterday, I went on a hike, and that was like the first hike that I've been on in such a long time. And let me tell you, if you have not been out in nature in the last few months, you need to get out because that is like, that's, okay, God does prescribe medication, and it's nature like <laughs> it is True. it is going out and taking a walk and listening to i mean we, we walked in the rain it is listening to the rain hit the leaves and hit the dirt it is listening to a waterfall off in the distance and it is the it is listening to birds talking to each other and trees creaking and earthworms coming out of the ground like that was so uh stress relieving yeah <laughs> like it was it was amazing, and before before we recorded, you were talking about how you wish that we could have traveled more, um, and I I agree, man, because I think that I think that our ment- like mental health would be so much better if if the government were to allow us. I don't know what that would look like. That's a completely different topic. I'm not even going to talk about that topic. <laughs> of, you know, the regulations of opening up state parks and whatnot. But 
I mean, we've been seeing people take walks, and like I've seen more families together taking walks. I've yeah. seen more dogs being walked, For more sure. bikes out, and that's that's awesome. And I would highly recommend that when you're out, look at the sun, look at the clouds. Not um, too long though. Not too long. Don't look at the sun too long, um, <laughs> because then you not only got to deal with the COVID nineteen, but now you got to deal with being blind, and that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry for you, <laughs> but go out and, and, and just look at what God has created. Um, and, and you will like, you will discover him in his invisible attributes. That's, that's Romans one, um, or two, it's Roman two. I think it's Romans two. Sure. You know, it's in the first two chapters. <laughs> it, it says that he has revealed himself by his invisible a- attributes and that's, that's through creation and, uh, it's Romans two. It is Romans two. Oh, wait, no one. Is it one? One. Oh man, I shouldn't even be recording this podcast. <laughs> if I don't have my own Bible verses. <laughs> but anyways, like he he will reveal himself. So if you can't see him through COVID nineteen, if you can't see him even in your own Bible reading, like if it's just really hard, if, man, if you're going through Leviticus or Numbers right now. Go outside and you'll you'll see. I was God. with you. I finished it, man. It was, it was it was a struggle. It but. really is a struggle. And if you're struggling to get through numbers or something, I mean, go outside and and read it out in nature, um, because that might that might soothe it a little bit, <laughs> add a little bit extra padding. So yeah, that was that was my that was my day yesterday. Um, I highly recommend. You get out to nature and you talk to God more. You, you 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 look for him. If you look for him, why would he say no? Why would he not reveal himself to you? Uh, if you pray and say, God, reveal yourself to me. I mean, he wants to do that. He wants to bring you closer to him. So that is the end of episode one of Quarantine Talk with Jackson. Um, next episode, which will be released here in a couple days, um, is with another good friend, Jacob Beck, where we will be talking about the government versus the individual's power and authority. So a completely different uh, perspective than the one that we went through today. I'm super stoked for this one um, because we're going to be talking about did the government go too far? Um, Should the individual been given more power over their own health? And it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. We'll see you in the next episode.